Pussy, pussy, it's gonna be a good one today. Yes, I'm talking about a clit talk, clit talk, clit talk. Talking about a clit talk, clit talk, clit talk. Come on, girls and boys and everyone on the gender rainbow, bring your pussies to the show. What up? What up? What up, clitorati? Femininity, much like masculinity, this word has been on its own roller coaster ride over the last century from being considered synonymous with weakness to being completely squashed in the 80s by the desire to be taken seriously in the patriarchal workforce to today with the reemergence of the feminine as something to be celebrated in all her glory from the mainstream adoration of the curvy woman to 200 plus female billionaires to straight up goddess worship and a book called Pussy, a Reclamation becoming a New York Times bestseller. So we're here in the studio with the Clit Crew today to discuss their personal take on femininity, the good, the bad, and the beautiful. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. <laughs> I'm a fucking lady. <laughs> All right, bitches. Just kidding. <laughs> what do you think of when you hear the word femininity? Let me lick your pussy. Just do you think of feminine? And your cock. Because <laughs> we're both. Sugar <laughs> so was like, I think of a pussy and I want to lick it. <laughs> <laughs> so Even though we <laughs> all have feminine and masculine. So I feel like when I hear feminine, I think of the feminine nature that we all have. The emotional side and nurturing side and flowy side. Like that's what I think of. I think of sensual and gentle. Not exclusive to women, men and women. But yeah. But feminine. Yeah. I think of like soft. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like the very textured kind of words. I think like empathetic, like being in tune to people's emotions Mm -hmm. and being able to get a read of that and be able to kind of mirror off of someone's emotions. Mm -hmm. There's Mm -hmm. the divine receptive feminine. It's very, femininity is very tuned in. It's very aware and receptive and like unapologetic about it. Mm, mm. It's like you're actually giving a gift to the masculine by being the receptive feminine. Yeah, when you're actually owning your femininity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. So do you experience yourself as being a mix of the masculine and feminine? Yeah, uh, definitely. Yeah. I think in my career, a lot of times I have to be more masculine because— I'm sure, Rachel, you can attest to this. In the, As a musician, you're working with a lot of men— and I would be the band leader, mm-hmm. so I'd have to be the boss. Mm-hmm. And I literally found myself acting like one of the guys to survive. You did. I totally acted like one of the guys. As and I like de- defense mechanism, really, right? Well, it was the only way to survive. I was on a bus with six other guys who were talking about their erections and taking a shit. And if I wasn't cool with it, right, get off the bus. Mm-hmm. She was on this bus yeah. with my husband. Yeah, so he was one of the worst. Yep, I'm sure he was. <laughs> Totally. I was. had to. I had to hang. I had, and they would compliment me. Oh, you're, you're like one of the guys. Mm-hmm. You're so cool. Like, yeah. Thanks for just being cool. And I was numb to that because it wasn't a choice for me. They would always make a joke. Thank God, there's no HR department in the music industry, mm-hmm. right? Because <laughs> the, the it was crass, and I I 
if I didn't hang, I was fired. Was it challenging at times? I mean, I was so numb. I didn't even realize it till after the fact until I was like removed from the situation. Mm -hmm. And uh, my then current boyfriend said, you know, you make a lot of jokes about my dick. And it doesn't, he he said this in a very loving way. He said, you know, it really emasculates me. Mm. And I thought I was being cool. But when you're in an intimate relationship with someone, that's not cool. Right. To be one the guys. of, they don't want they, you to be one of the guys. They uh, want you to be their girl who is like supportive and, you know, supports their masculinity and their manhood and doesn't make jokes about their penis size. Truth. Yeah. So you got so, stuck in the masculine. I did a little bit. And, and when he, it was literally this moment, he pointed it out to me and I was just kind of like, huh. And it literally transformed for me in that moment. And it's continued. There's been obviously layers to the onion, but. Yeah, it really transformed, and now I'm like, if I were ever in a situation like that again, I think I would handle it quite differently. I'd be like, look, you guys can do what you want to do, but please respect that. Like, I am a lady. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily—it uh, takes a lot to offend me. However, like, do be aware of that. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to rat you guys out, but don't make jokes about loose pussies in front of me because I don't think it's funny. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I had—I've talked about this on the show uh, in season one, but— I had a series of injuries all on my left side, which is your feminine side. And my biggest takeaway was my masculine my masculine side was taking over too much where I was so imbalanced that it was physically injuring my body. Mm. Um, and that was a, during a time where I thought, I mean, it's funny when I think about this because I felt the really the need to financially support my family and I was struggling to do it and still do what I loved, embracing like the feminine artistic side of myself because I had seen my husband do it and really nurture his artistic sensibilities and then make a career out of it. So I was working as a nurse and then pursuing an artistic career and not really doing either one of them well enough so that I was actually taking care of myself at the same time. Like, that's mm-hmm. what was going out. So um, balancing the masculine and the feminine has been a really interesting roller coaster for me, especially now that I'm pregnant. I feel like I go through phases where sometimes I'm more masculine and sometimes I'm more feminine. Like, right now, I definitely have needed to be cared for more and <laughs> I get tired and I'm like, I need to lay down. I don't know that— that's like more feminine. Like I, I do think <laughs> I do think of it to to take care of myself. Yeah, self care is feminine. Self care mm. versus yeah. that masculine just power through. Mm. Yeah. Don't listen to your body. Just you know. That's how I think of it. I don't know if that's mm-hmm. um, you know gender neutral right well you bring up a good point about like it's kind of situational when the masculine is more dominant your masculine energy is more dominant and when your feminine energy is more dominant and i I could attest to that it is pretty situational us when we're in when we're in our work all of us as we've kind of pointed out here our masculine energy probably takes the front like the driver's seat a little bit um and i and i think that there are times when our our feminine is taking the front seat, and both uh, both can be determined by the situation that's happening. Work. I need to cause my 
coworkers and we need to meet this deadline and we've got to get this done and then we've got to plan and be strategic for like next week's goals. That's so masculine energy driven. And then when we're like what you said, Lindsay, playing almost the listener and observer being attuned and having that empathy, our feminine energy is taking a front seat. And so man or female, it's being like attentive to what's kind of needed and letting the, you know, the whatever energy needs to come out more um, in that moment. But I mean, from an authentic place, you know, and I've definitely noticed times where my masculine energy is taking a front seat or my feminine energy is taking a front seat and it's not authentic at all. I'm either in like this emotional roller coaster and the world is against me. And then, or I'm like, oh, fuck them. They didn't meet their fucking deadline. Well, I'm going to get on their ass and we need to make this happen. And it's like, well, it's a little dramatic there, right? And so just allowing what is needed for the situation and ultimately being in a balance because there could be a moment where you need to be a little bit more feminine or have the feminine energy come through or you need to have the masculine energy come through, man or woman, Mm -hmm. and be attuned to what's needed to provide. And ultimately, even if it's a little bit more feminine energy or a little bit more masculine energy in the moment, depending on the situation, there could be balance in that, Mm -hmm. right? It's not 50-50. Maybe it's 60-40 and then that balances out the situation. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Well, it's funny because you touch on something. When a woman gets upset, she's being dramatic. But when a man gets upset, he's just upset. Like, take, for instance, the whole Serena William tennis thing, right? Remember what happened with her? No. She had like a meltdown on the courts and everyone was, you know, saying, oh, she's being dramatic and all this stuff. And then she made a point. <laughs> she did this whole speech where she pointed out like 10 times guys had done it. And So basically, the ref had made some call on her that was really extreme. She Mm -hmm. felt for her reaction. She's like, I just got upset. She's like, what about the time this guy and this guy and this guy and this guy did the same exact thing I did, and they were the ref did not have as a severe call on them. Mm -hmm. And it was it was national news. And Mm -hmm. she brought up a really good point when a female athlete or even just any woman. I think there's a double standard. Like, if she gets upset, she's being dramatic. But if Mm -hmm. a man gets upset, he's just being a man. Mm -hmm. And she really pointed it out. And it was—they did the whole—they did a whole Nike commercial about it, right? Mm -hmm. Like, and they said, you know, if a woman does this, she's this. If a woman does this, she's that. And they're like, actually, you're just a person or something. It was really this—I was, like, crying watching this Nike commercial. It was pretty amazing. Mm -hmm. But I think it's interesting. There's a double standard for— masculine and feminine emotions, not necessarily men. I mean, this particular was about men and women, but right. there's kind of that double standard there. Well, yeah, and as a society, we, like, somehow make masculine mean male and feminine mean female. Right. Which is such an issue because if you have, if you're all masculine, you're probably going to have disconnection in your life. And if you're all feminine energy, you're probably going to have disconnection in your life because there's no balance. Well, I think what I'm pointing to is the double standard that women should be mostly feminine mm-hmm. and men should be mostly masculine. Right. And there's different standards for sexes mm-hmm. because of that. Yeah, and it's classified. Like yeah. masculine, men should be masculine, women should be feminine. So they can't have the same reactions. Mm-hmm. Right. Because there's that women should be this way. deities and pure. Mm-hmm. Fuck that. And subservient. <laughs> yeah, subservient. Women don't cuss, you motherfucker. We do now. (laughs) You know, when I think about the mix of feminine and masculine, I think about it in terms of my sexuality, that um, being, you know, having a high libido, um, I've often characterized myself to people, well, I'm just like a guy, 
you know, like that's how I explain that, you know, I arouse easily and that I, you know, have a wide spectrum of what turns me on and I'm just like a guy or I'm visually stimulated. But it's interesting because reading Sex at Dawn, it talked like giving, realizing that's actually an innate female quality Mm -hmm. to be highly sexual. Mm -hmm. And we've just, our society has told us that that's not what it is to be feminine. So with no other way of explaining it, oh, I must just be like a guy. No, actually, and that feels so great to actually realize this is my truth. This is who I am. This is actually my feminine, like fully being realized. Um, Because it, it isn't just like a guy. I remember like saying that and feeling like that doesn't really explain it, but it was just like kind of a shortcut to... It's how someone Describe. else could understand, understand it, exactly. understand it quickly. Mm-hmm. But it, but it wasn't real it's for me. It's funny that masculine mm-hmm. energy is atti- like attached to high libido, and yeah. it's women who really have super high libido. Well, it's the feminine. It's the feminine. It's a feminine. It's associated with feminine energy, high libido, right? So men and women have both, masculine and feminine. So if a man ha- is you know really connected to the feminine energy, has a lot of it. Like those guys have high libidos, you know. Like, right, you, and you actually you can think of him guy. being connected to his feminine energy, yes. not ultra masculine. And a female who's all masculine energy and no feminine energy, yeah, probably not. Pussy's good. turned off, no yeah. connection, right? Hmm. That's interesting. Thank you. That's interesting. It just popped out of my pussy right now. (laughs) Have you guys ever been in a relationship with a quote unquote super feminine man? And if so, like, how was that for you? Or are you are you ever attracted to like feminine men? I'm starting to be. Like, mm-hmm. as I'm exploring this lifestyle, I find myself being like, really intrigued by trans men and trans women. Oh, Rachel. Yeah. <laughs> it's really just, like, uh, how it's so undefined. Mm-hmm. How n- there's no rule book for it, you know? There's not a set out, there are no set out gender roles in... Mm relating to someone who's trans and like obviously it's such a tough choice to make right i don't think that anyone would would choose that if it wasn't like truly for their sure truth right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so i don't know i just have i have a bit of a fascination with it and i don't mean i don't mean to like um uh, objectify it but like i have a, an appreciation for that whole community. Clit Talk is now on Patreon. If you're a fan of our show and get value out of our podcast, please consider becoming a patron. There are so many ways we would love to expand the Clit Talk vampire, like hosting community events, creating inspirational videos, and who knows, maybe even someday go on tour. Patreon is a monthly subscription-based crowdfunding platform. In exchange for your support, we're going to offer you some super sexy VIP experiences. Like, we promise you'll have an orgasm every day for the rest of your life. Um, no, sugar. We can't promise them that. But we can promise exclusive behind-the-scenes content, private Patreon-only discussion groups, live monthly calls with our cast, and then some. Go to our website, clittalkshow.com, for more information. 
Hey there, Clitorati. It's Katie. So you all know I'm a nurse and Clit Talk for me is a health conversation. I really want to take a minute to share a product with you that has made a huge difference in my life. Foria Wellness Awaken CBD Lubricant. Remember that. I use it multiple times per week and this is coming from the woman who never used to masturbate. Not only has it enhanced my new masturbation lifestyle, it's eased the pain I used to have during sex and my husband is super happy because our bedroom play is so much more fun. So I personally reached out to Foria Wellness to see if they would partner with Clit Talk and they were in overwhelming yes. So now you can get a discount on their fabulous products by going to our brand new pleasure store at clittalkshow.com. All their products are there, and if you're interested in trying them out for yourself, use the discount code CLITTALK10 for 10% off your purchase. I can't recommend them enough, so do yourself a favor and get your pussy high. Did he say it was higher than men's or that it had just been suppressed, like it just was, wasn't non-existent? That, he said there was a lot of scientific evidence that points to like the women's libido could actually be higher than men. Right. That the yeah. drive for sex is higher, that men just physiologically are only able to have a certain number of sex acts in a certain period of time where women. Right. Like women can have, have more multiple orgasms, multiple orgasms mm-hmm. and men typically and, can't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and remain aroused for a longer period of time. Totally. And have more partners in a single sex act and all of that. So okay. here's a trippy yeah. thought. Like when my, my husband is, you know, really connected to his feminine energy. Sex lasts longer, and he's been able to orgasm twice. How does he get connected to his feminine energy? Um, I think it's really uh, the space of sensuality before sex. Like, Mm. if we rush right into sex, like, we're kissing, and the next thing you know, we're fucking. Mm -hmm. It's fast. It's short. it's, uh, It's just, like, there's no, like, coming again. And, um... I feel like he that's a really actually mass- come again without a refractory period? N- no, I'm saying, like, when when the feminine energy is super present, mm-hmm. that's where the probability of coming twice would come in. But For if he, you or for him? No, for, for him. Oh. And How it much ha- time does he need in between? It doesn't happen often. It doesn't happen often. It's happened twice in our relationship of, like, almost five years. We're fascinated. Just to give yeah. you— like, Give us <laughs> all the details. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What well, was it just, like? Was the second batch different? Was it more like, you know, creamy butter? <laughs> What was that? Like truffle butter. Truffle butter. (laughs) There ain't no truffle butter up in this pussy, but maybe. So, yeah. um, So, to give you perspective, it's only happened twice, right? Which just shows that um, there's a lot of masculine uh, energy in in our sexual relationship where I'll literally have to, like, slow us down and, uh, like, force enforce uh, the space to— for us to both get connected to that energy, I think it's really, it's much more enjoyable for me when he's in a more feminine place and uh, when his, sorry, not a more feminine place, when his feminine energy is present with his masculine energy, the passion and what's possible sexually is so much more of a turn on Mm -hmm. than, you know, when I'm like overly submissive and he's overly masculine and it's like slam, bam, thank you, Mm ma'am. Which is fun sometimes. And like if you're at a party or you're hosting a party, sometimes you need to get away and you need to have that. Um, but I just feel like there's so much transform. <laughs> she slides that in. I mean, you know, just sometimes so you casual. Yeah, you have the park you need to go use have the public restroom. But like, you just gotta fuck in the bathroom at Vons. It's no yeah. big deal. I mean, we can. We have like three foods. minutes, and our guests won't notice that we're gone. Right. So, like, have I been in a relationship with a super feminine man? No, but I have been in relationships with men that really fluctuate. Like, there's a presence of 
the feminine energy and the masculine energy. So that's just something I've noticed with myself is there's a there's always a balance. And I think it's a reflection of me so much. Can I ask you a question? Because mm-hmm. you're bisexual. So you're obviously attracted to feminine women. I mean, you're you're attracted to women and mm-hmm. presumably their femininity. But in terms of your male attraction, does that is that a very different thing? Are you attracted to a particular kind of man that is more on the masculine side? And then your female attraction is very distinct? No, I actually like get really turned off by like overly masculine guys because I see it as a major inauthenticity and I'm not mm. interested in people who have a limited awareness. Yeah. So it's a huge turnoff for me. Um, I have to have somebody who's like super connected to just all aspects of their self that can like get emotional, not try to look strong, not try to dominate me in the bedroom, not mansplain to me, like yeah. those qualities, like it's gotta, there's gotta be balance. Otherwise, like my pussy's not getting wet. Do you so know what me, I mean? Let me ask you guys a question. Do you think that dominance and masculine are the same thing? Or are they in the same world? I think it's hmm. gender indifferent. Okay, dominating yeah, sure. in the bedroom, gender indifferent, but I would definitely say that's a that's a more of a masculine energy because submission is equated to more feminine energy, and again, that's gender indifferent. Yeah, well, I well because I asked because when you were asking her the question, I really like to be submissive in the bedroom with either men or women. Mm-hmm. Yep, I don't like to, I like to be dominated. Include mm-hmm. like I like for the woman to be done, and I've had I found myself being the dominant one in my relations to women, and it like just it's okay, mm-hmm. but it doesn't turn me on, and so it's really hard for me to find a more dominant woman. Mm-hmm. To be honest, it's very hard to find dominant women. I have found I completely in my agree experience, with you. and I want to find a dominant woman, and it's hard, and it's like especially because I've been the couple. A lot of the thirds that come in expect the couple to be the dominant one. Mm. And I'm just like, what if I want to be dominated? And Mm -hmm. so I was never really satisfied. Like, it was fun, but I was never truly satisfied because I wasn't like— There was one girl that was like, did a really good job of balancing it. Um, And she was—we dated her for a while. But I I just— Maybe you just need to tell the girl to, like, choke you or something. It's not so much about choking. It's more—it's really about your—it's really about your energy. Like, your energy of, like, I am the boss in so many areas of my life. I want to be told what to do in the bedroom. Mm. I don't want to be thinking of things to do. I want you to, like, throw me down and, like, do stuff to me. Mm -hmm. Tell me what to do. Mm. And also that wanting to be desired like that, too. Yeah, I think that's it, too. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because if so, I, I guess way. I equate like if someone's being dominant or more masculine, they like are really desiring yeah. you. They're hungering for you. Yeah, totally. I think you also can be uh, you can be submissive even if you're on top. I know that's kind of a tangent, but like you don't have to be getting fucked or having everything happen to you. There's a way to. Uh, I've recently tapped into this where you're you're actually on top, but super submissive at the same time. I'm submissive. I'm submissive on top of your dick now, baby. Come, come, come on in. Choke me out. (laughs) Like point made right there. Point in case. (laughs) DM us if you want to know the tips to uh, riding cock and being submissive at the same time. That's an interesting balance to strike, right? Mm -hmm. I have no idea how you would do that. I don't. Yeah, I'm Mm -hmm. so bad on top. I'm so good on top. Maybe I should watch you. You can teach me. I You'll love have to being give a tutorial. I love being. We're gonna watched. do a YouTube tutorial. Close on. <laughs> I'll hump you right now and show you if you want. <laughs> I mean, okay, Katie's done. Okay. Katie, Next Katie, Katie just got <laughs> so uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, uh, she was, did you see her face? She was like, oh. Uh. <laughs> I did. I totally. I felt it. <laughs>
Okay. So have you ever been hurt by society or your own personal standard around femininity? You're not being feminine enough or you're you're being really masculine. Mm-hmm. Shut the fuck up. Like, it's not about masculine and feminine. I've had to have this uncomfortable conversation with my husband and like, we have to use another word now because I, we have different definitions of that. To me, I'm like, I'm bad and wrong. I'm not being feminine. I'm being masculine. Mm. And really, he's just trying to be like, I want you to be empowered. And he was like using this word of femininity. And I get being grounded in my feminine power may seem to him as a way to be empowered. But I see it as like, no, (laughs) it's me being totally balanced and grounded in my masculine and feminine. That's what's going to give me power. But this whole you're mas- more masculine and you're more feminine and I'm one of the guys or like, oh my God, I'm like such a girly girl. Like that's all just like, I don't know. I think just like such inauthentic yeah. bullshit from society. Like there's so much of it now too. There's yeah. <laughs> the The people living into these stereotypes and different memes and ugh. And different reality characters. It's just, it's so hard to watch. Mm. I literally had someone tell me one time, like, it's been so beautiful to watch your leadership transition from masculine to feminine. Fuck you. And I literally was like, fuck you. What? Like, it's okay to have both. It's what if I am a woman and I have masculine leadership? I just felt like I was made like so wrong. Mm -hmm. And it was so hurtful. And I didn't even know what to say. I mean, who says leading with your femininity? I mean, that's almost saying like leading with your femininity is is weak or soft. Mm-hmm. Like, why can't it look s- strong? I feel yeah. like every time I think about it, it's it's some sort of like weakness. Well, I felt so when yeah. they said that to me, I just felt so insecure that I couldn't be like effective or like straight because that was too masculine. Mm-hmm. And I needed to, like, process everyone's emotions. And I'm like, what if I don't fucking want to do that? And who says that that's being feminine, that you need yeah. to, like, process people's emotions and put up with people's bullshit? Yeah. It's and not who's effective. to say that's even effective? Exactly. It's, not, it's not, not even effective. Not a business situation. Again, you have to be attuned yeah. to the situation. It's, it's so balanced. situational. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. It's true. And I've definitely grown in this particular project, being in a project with all women yeah. and navigating how to do that. Because mm-hmm. normally, you know, you know, traditional workplace, it's a balance of men and women. But this is, Clit Talk is all women. And it has been, it's taught me a lot about how to work with women. And it has been really uncomfortable at times. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, and we've all, you know, we're constantly— um, ebbing and flowing with where our masculine energy is showing up, where our, where our feminine energy working is showing up, even as women working together. And and that, to me, is, is, is super healthy because we could be totally slut-shaming each other or bitching or catfighting and, like— there would there would have been no balance. I feel like we've done a really good job of just like finding having, it, having that balance where you like a mom that scolds her child is not said you're being masculine, yeah. right? But right, right. It's yeah, like no, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. that's do you want to end up super being. masculine like your big brother? <laughs> like it's a threat. Yeah, <laughs> like it's and a like when you had thing. When you have to get straight with somebody in work, like you guys have done with me when I haven't pulled my end of like, you know, the bargain <laughs> yeah. here. Yeah, how 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 were, how were we? Were, was I like a balance, a masculine yeah. and feminine? Well, I think that, you know, that could be seen as, oh, you guys are being masculine. But it goes back right. to the mother that's scolding the child. Like, 
that can be so feminine. And you guys standing right. for me in that way is like super balanced because it's like you didn't make me wrong. You didn't get super upset with me. You were able to share your emotions powerfully. You were able to be like, so here's what needs to happen. It was just like the perfect balance of masculine energy. I love energy. that you brought, up, brought that up because I do feel like I have found my feminine power mm-hmm. as a leader in this project. Totally. Just like running the production mm-hmm. and being able to have straight conversations from a loving, nurturing place, but also a very productive place of mm-hmm. what's, what works and what doesn't work. And mm-hmm. I think it's completely feminine. I feel super empowered in my femininity mm-hmm. when I've gotten to do that. Where before, I really think I experienced femininity as like, oh, I have to cry or, it, <laughs> yeah, right. you know, mm-hmm. like I, it has to be this big emotional thing. And then I have to put my, you know, my man pants on and like, you know, so it's been such a great experience working with women for these last two years. So if if nothing, if I get nothing out out of this project, is I've gotten that that like real strong feminine leadership experience. Mm-hmm. Well, we're talking mm-hmm. about some of our favorite experiences of like the feminine energy. I want to know from you guys, like, what are some of your personal favorite expressions of the masculine, both in other people and in yourself? Hmm. Definitely being dominated, thrown against a wall, and thrown on a bed. <laughs> yeah, I like that one too. <laughs> Fixing shit around the house. Oh, oh yeah, that's yeah. good. <laughs> we all just got wet. I know exactly. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm so bad at it. Mm-hmm. We tried to hang studios in the curtain, and I we like an hour into, it, I was like, "This isn't gonna fucking happen. We need a clit talk needs a man." <laughs> like, I know, we totally. Do it. Like drilling the holes, in and the it was wall. like International Women's Day. I was like, "Are we failures as women?" Yeah, <laughs> I know. Yeah, so, pretty ironic, so right? Good. A lot of things. Hanging curtains is not one of them. <laughs> I know women that are good at fixing shit too, and that's you know masculine energy. And I've had women like dominate the fuck out of me in the bedroom, and that's masculine energy. So again, gender and different. Yeah, right. It, definitely. What about you, Rachel? What are some of your favorite expressions of the masculine? Well, definitely being thrown against a wall. <laughs> we got that yeah. one. <laughs> I think that sounds like it's pretty universal. Um, you know, it's funny because when I, I think about masculine, I do think about it as gender nonspecific. And I think of my sister, and Lindsay, you actually know my sister, mm-hmm. and she's a really powerful leader. Mm-hmm. And you probably agree that she has like a beautiful masculine expression in how she has— Which um, one, the oldest or the middle? The oldest. Oh, okay, okay. Um, oh, yeah. And how she can have mm-hmm. really difficult conversations with people. And she does so just in such a straight way that people just, like, get her commitment to them. Mm-hmm. And um, so it's, it, again, the balance of masculine and feminine comes in. But, like, it can be startling, some of the conversations that she can have with me, because they'll feel like they're really confronting. Yeah. But, um, and she's, like, unapologetic about it. But, you know, her commitment to to me is clear, but I feel like that she definitely is, um, you know, she helps to run our business as well. And she can just have the most difficult conversations. And, and she does so like, she does so eagerly. If she knows there's an uncomfortable conversation that she needs to have, she cannot wait to have it. <laughs> yeah, Damn. she like, gets off. Wow. Yeah. Well, no, not. Some- I don't think she enjoys it, but she just knows. She knows that it's just going to feel so good afterwards. Yeah, yeah. She Once knows what's done. on the as other soon side as of she it. Knows that it needs yeah. to happen. She has to do it just, right yeah. away. Yep. And I think that's a masculine quality too. Like it's even just the fixing shit around the house. Mm. It's that masculine quality. If something needs to be done, 
I'm going to I'm going to just use the gender term, but I'm going to be the I'm going to be a man and just do it already. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I do want to talk about toxic femininity because we talked about toxic masculinity in the last episode and, and I had never heard of this before. And it refers to women who are hostile to nurturance and cooperation, opting instead for aggression and backstabbing to get ahead. So like mm-hmm. Sugar, you were talking about slut-shaming earlier and mm-hmm. that's an example of toxic femininity. So, have you ever have you ever experienced this? So I have a nine-year-old daughter, and I never thought I'd be, like, dealing with issues of slut-shaming at this age. But something happened that just kind of horrified me. A couple of weeks ago, I was just going through my phone, and I saw, um, I, I mean, I it's hard for me to even say it, but I saw, like, an erotic picture of my daughter. Oh, my God. She's nine. That my son, my seven-year-old, who's now a child pornographer because he took a picture. Okay. So, let me, now, let me give it some context. Okay. (laughs) I'm, my, she's in the bathtub and I'm in the shower right next to her. And they just took my phone, which is on the counter. And he took a picture of her in the bathtub. But she then took my phone and like put a filter on it and like blew it up and like did things that girls do, mm. like when they're they're doing like a sexy picture. Was she posed erotically? Yeah, she was totally posed. She had a, like a very come hither look on her face, and I was like, "Whoa, that's crazy!" But then I then I thought to myself, "Well, when I was nine, I distinctly remember borrowing, like, and borrowing, stealing my sister's bras." And, like, stuffing them and standing in front of a mirror and, like, fantasizing of what it would be like once I was developed. And, I mean, I, I it was, like, my favorite game. I would steal, mm-hmm. go, run into my mom's lingerie chest when they weren't there. I used to do that stuff all the time. Yeah. It was the same age. I feel you. So mm-hmm. imagine if now these kids have access to a right. phone. Mm-hmm. And then how horrifying. You can pocket dial someone by accident. Can you imagine if you accidentally sent... Oh my photo God. like that. I mean, it was just so like it. It was a horrifying thought, and then so it was like kind of an innocent well, fantasy it, exploration, like for, for your sure. daughter, like with these filters and this phone and this fun picture. Is actually like she probably like, wanted to look like a woman, just like mm-hmm. we did when we stuffed our bras. This exactly. is just exactly. the new digital version of that. Right. Exactly, but oh, like how man. scary it is. It's really if it like In I this, feel uncomfortable hearing right? it. Yeah. Right. But 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 when I think about the world she lives in versus the world we grew up, I used to I used to make my mom was a nurse and she had surgical gloves. I tried jello, I tried pudding, I tried water, <laughs> and I'd put them in the bra and I found the consistency that looked the most like real tits. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I did tennis Crafty. balls. They Crafty. were awful. <laughs> it was it looked real. And then I'd walk around and I'd bounce them around the house and like oh my God. I was, you know, but but I didn't have a phone or filters or access to that or know that that's what women do. Cause yeah, that's what like, we all fucking do. So I had had that conversation with my nine-year-olds, and what I just had it say? with her two days ago. I actually talked to my therapist ahead of time because I was like, I want to have this conversation in a way that doesn't shut down the communication between us. Mm-hmm. But she, like, always knows that she can come to me. And I see myself in her so much. She's so—she she is so sexually turned on. Like, mm-hmm. I can—she I, always has been since she was yeah. a toddler, you know? So— um. I showed her the pictures and she was like, Oh, I meant to I meant to 
you know, that we're just being silly. I meant to delete those. And I said, I get that. And then I shared with her. I said, you know, when I was young, because at first when I looked, I was pretty surprised to see these pictures. But I, like, let her explain herself first. And I said, and I told her the story when I was young, you know, this one of my favorite games is to borrow my sister's bra and stuff them and imagine what my body would look like when it was older. And she's like, yeah. And so we like really had a moment of bonding. I said, you remind me of myself when I was your age. I mean, it's just, I know, I really know what you're feeling. She's like, I, and it was, it was beautiful. Like we had that moment of coming together. But then I said, but can you imagine if I, and then I, this is my therapist is the one that said, tell her, you know, you can accidentally pocket dial someone. Imagine if I accidentally sent that picture to your teacher or to, you know, and she was just like, she got it. She got the impact of that and how that could be just devastating. Mm -hmm. And she said, I, 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 could never even, I could never come out of my room ever again. I would just want to die. Mm-hmm. I said, so, you know, it's, so I just let her know it's okay to have those feelings and it's okay to, to have the, have that kind of play, but you just can't take a photo of it. It's so yeah. dangerous. It could, mm-hmm. it could alter your life. Like totally. no kidding and alter life. And I think she got it. Well, what well, about it was more a cautionary tale of like the digital age than Ugh. of like that she was actually doing anything wrong in the realm of sexuality. For sure. Yeah. Because you did an I excellent job. Good <laughs> job. Yeah. Mom. Good job. Like, mom. That's a hashtag mom win. But yeah, yeah. But it's horrifying. You guys, it's horrifying. Yeah. Well, when you first said have... it, my heart dropped. I, I was know. like, oh, well, my you God. couldn't. Because right. I can just, just like, think. Because it's like it's out there on the world. Like nothing on your phone is safe. No. What if someone saw your phone and they think you're taking the picture? Like, oh, God. Ironically, that happened to me when we did the Percy Oracle and I was the um, demonstrated Percy. (gasps) There's photos on my fucking phone. You did not send that to somebody. No, but I'm going through photos with my roommate, one of my, like, Uh, with a married (laughs) couple. (laughs) And And literally, (laughs) he turned his head just for a moment, coincidentally, when I go in on that full frontal picture of my pussy. Yeah. And I was like, whoops. And he turned around right at that moment that I didn't. I was of like, course. that was perfect timing. Holy uh, shit. I think this conversation, to sum it up, really is our commitment is like, what does a healthy femininity look like to you? And I think that what we really discovered is that it's a balance of both and really loving and accepting both your masculine and feminine and the masculine and feminine and other and finding a way to like have those things. We always say gender harmony on this show. Mm -hmm. But it's like really having that masculine feminine harmony and like know that that makes up all of us and so just love and respect all aspects of like who you are and to, to be able to explore both safely and in a new way after hearing this conversation. I hope that people feel a freedom to really explore both their masculine and feminine on a new level. Beautiful. I have a quick question. You know that song, R-E-S-P-E-C-T. Can you do it with <laughs> feminine, spelling the word feminine? Oh F-E-M-N. My God, there's, there's a lot more letters in feminine. Than in respect. Is there? Fuck, never mind. Femininity is like one of the hardest words to type ever. I typed it so many times. F-E-M-I-N-I-N-T-I-T-I. Yeah. You could do feminine, right? Feminine, I said. Oh, not feminine. feminine. I thought you said F-E-M-I-N-I-N-E. feminine. F-E-M-I-N-I-N-E. F-E-M-I-N-I-N-E. It doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> Cut this Sorry. out. It's to me. Feminine is my pussy. All right, Glitterati, thank you so much for being in this conversation with us. Go hug someone who's feminine and masculine. That's really anybody. And we love you. And we'll see you next Tuesday. 
Did you just love this episode of Clit Talk? Well, shit, then you better head on over to iTunes and subscribe, but only if you want amazing orgasms. Also, while you're over there, please rate us and leave a review. But again, only if we're open to incredible sex and amazing relationships and world peace and stuff like that. I mean, I'm sorry. Uh, It's very much appreciated and thank you.